Hello, my name is Lynn David Livesey, and this is Encounters. I'm your full spectrum Gnostic, and I have a great show for you today. This show might be a little scary for some of y'all, but this is a requested topic. Someone requested this topic and wanted me to go over it, and you can have any topic you want covered too. You just need to let me know what you want covered. But we're going over the mark of the beast today. Very deep. So let's get started. Uh, there's a lot of things today with all this coronavirus and everything going on. And they're talking about vaccines and everything else. And this have to do with implants. And again, we got George Soros and we got uh, Bill Gates and all this stuff and whatever. And, and this is Bible prophecy being fulfilled in the whole nine yards. Uh, we all been there, done that. So before we get into all of that, to see if that is true or not true. You know me. I always like to go back to the beginning. So let's go back to the beginning. And we're going to that Bible, the book of Revelation. What does it say about the mark of the beast? It talks about that in the end times, that everyone will have to bear a mark on their forehead or on their right hand. And that will be the mark of the beast, the 666, or his name or his number. And without that mark, you will not be able to buy or sell. Okay. So, Christians have been looking out for this mark ever since. 2,000 years, they've been searching for this mark and making sure that they don't get it. Okay. So, that's what the Bible has to say. But this being afraid has been going on for a very long time. So let's go back in history and talk about sometimes that people thought this mark was the government, which a lot of people believe is evil and working with the Antichrist. You know, I don't know why we got so many veterans out there if they believe our government is evil working with the Antichrist. But... Uh, they believe the government is trying to get people to get this mark. So, when we go back in the past, and we're not going back thousands of years, the first time this came up in modern times is when people had to start getting a driver's license. And in the and in the twenties uh, and thirties, when drivers like they got tired of people driving and didn't know how to drive. And when driver license first came out, you had to get a piece of paper that gave you permission to drive. A lot of people refused to carry a driver's license because the, you, you would issue the driver's license by your state. And they thought that by carrying the driver's license, they was carrying the mark of the beast. So for a very long time, a lot of religious people would not carry a driver's license because they did not want to have the mark of the beast. Okay. Today we think that's kind of crazy. Then it came up again. When the Social Security card first came out. A lot of people refused to carry a social security card because every person in America was assigned a number. And if you had a social security card, that was the mark of the beast. And because they said without a social security card, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, you couldn't do this. You and people was going crazy. Okay. Today we think that's kind of crazy. We all got social security cards. Okay. 
Then we go more into the future. Then we got when after 9-11, we have 50 different driver's license for 50 different states. They wanted to go to something called Real ID, where they was going to issue one driver's license for the United States. Instead of, because if you're working at, uh, you know, an airport or across, you know, or on, or on the Mexican border, Canadian border, you see 50 different driver's licenses and they all look different. They wanted to go to the Real ID Act, where every, there was going to be one driver's license for the entire country. It was going to all look the same. Okay. And people went ballistic. And George W. Bush couldn't get real ID through. Okay. Because people did not want a driver's license for the United States because that was the mark of the beast. And if you carry one, I, you know, okay, we already been there, been there, done that. Okay. Then you had today, you got your kids being all these vaccines people have to get. Because when you, you know, when kids are born today, at first it was just one vaccine. Then it was two. Then it was three. And then it was four. And then it was five. And now, you know, who knows how many vaccines people get today. But all these vaccines, some of them for polio, they're for this, they're for that. A lot of people today are anti-vaccine because these vaccines are the mark. And they're trying to mark you. And they're putting things in the vaccines. And they're doing all kind of stuff. And, and this is the anti-vaccine movement. Okay. Because these vaccines is the government trying to control you and this and that. And who knows what they're doing. In it. Okay. So over the last several years, we have had a lot of outbreaks of old diseases, not new diseases. Because people will not take the vaccines. And they don't want their kids to get stuck with all those needles. And there's a lot of needles they give the kids today. So, okay. Now you have a new thing. Now we're up to today. Now we have this coronavirus sneaking around. Okay. And this coronavirus, you know, this is not the first virus. We talked about this before. The coronavirus is almost like, you know, what movies they like to make, a, you know, a movie is successful. Then they have to make a remake of the movie. And most of the time, the remake is not as good as the original movie. Okay. This original movie was, and you know, the Spanish flu of 2017, 18, to 2020. Okay. This is what the coronavirus is a replay of. And this is why they keep going back to what happened then. And they're saying how many people died of the Spanish flu and we don't want that to happen. So they're working on a vaccine and when they get it, everyone's going to have to get it. And to work or anything, you're going to have to have proof that you got this vaccine and people are already saying here we go again uh this is the mark of the beast this and that everything else they're trying to do this and if you don't take the vaccine you won't be able to buy or sell whatever okay and then if that wasn't enough now you have these implants okay now people are saying why do people want implants okay people are getting in they're saying People are getting implants because they want to be marked. Okay. Now, 
there's some of these implants are kind of weird. Some of them are kind of strange. But the problem why they're going to implants, and I'm not in favor of implants. I'm not against implants. But the, most of these implants, we're not talking alien implants either. We're talking implants here because today the problem is if you live in a, if well, if you work in a very secure place, let's say for a government agency or whatever, and okay, they are trying to make sure that only certain people get in. And at first they was doing, you know, a badge and that didn't work. And then they was doing, they keep trying to get more and more things. That's racial, fa uh, facial recognition. Then they fingerprints. Then they're doing retina scans. Okay. All these things people been finding a way to get around. So instead of you carrying an ID card or this or that or whatever, and instead of you carrying a wallet with all your credit cards in it and whatever, and then somebody steals your wallet and then they're doing all kind of stuff, and credit card theft is massive. Okay. Identity theft is massive. Some of these banks and things are thinking, hey, instead of you carrying around a wallet and a badge to go to work and this and that and everything else, you know, in Europe, what they use a lot is what they call tap. You know, tap is, instead of using a full credit card, you just have that little piece of a credit card that go on your key ring. And when they buy coffee or whatever, they just tap everything. Okay, and it automatically takes money out of your uh, checking account. In America, tap doesn't really, a lot of people are anti that. You know, we want something more secure. That's the reason in America, we like it where you can do, uh, you know, debit or whatever, but we like it where you got to put your, your, where you, where your pin number in. Because the pin number is better than just tap and go. Anybody could do your tapping. Anybody could steal your keys, this and that, or your wallet or your keys and be tapping like crazy. In Europe, they worry about things like that a lot less than we do. In America, we're paranoid. So in America, not only do you want to use your credit card or your debit card, you also want to put your PIN number in also. Okay. But what uh, some places are working on, they're saying, hey, if you just have a little device, first it was a device that could be on a watch or something, but then that watch could be stolen. So now is the thing is, if it's under the skin, and if you want to buy something at Walmart, instead of you pulling out your credit card or this or that, you just rub your hand across the scanner and you just charge that way. And this way, no, this have happened in the science fiction movies where they cut off somebody's hand and, and do the same thing. But at least it's more secure. It's not like, you know, the, the, the cashier at Walmart might get kind of suspicious if you go to pay for something and you pull this severed hand out of your purse and swipe it across the thing. Okay. That might bring up a little, a few red flags. Okay. Now, I'm not saying I'm in favor of this stuff. I'm not saying I'm against this stuff. But this is some of the things they're working on in the future. They're also working on in the future about today. You know, the problem we have is that there's a lot of currencies in the world. And I live on the Mexican border. And if you want to go to Mexico, there's currency exchange places where you have to change your dollars into pesos. And, and then you go to Canada, you got to exchange it into maple leaves and this and that. In Europe, that used to be a massive problem in Europe. 
But now since Europe all got the euro, which a lot of people over here is against because, again, that's the mark and they're all going to one system and that world government. See, we're paranoid over this thing about anything that's going to mark us or anything that we have to carry. Okay. So, you know, the this is why a lot of people was anti-NAFTA. When NAFTA first went through under, under uh, you know, it was negotiated over uh, uh, Bush, you know, George Walker, George H. Walker Bush. It was ratified under Clinton. But in that agreement, America, Mexico, and Canada was supposed to have went to one currency. And that just didn't fly. Okay, because that would have been the mark of the beast. That's world government, this and that, everything else. And even though it was on paper, that did not fly. Okay, because people here in America are paranoid over the thought of this mark. Okay, so... Let's look at what is the mark. So, is your driver's license the mark of the beast? Is your social security card the mark of the beast? Oh, I forgot one. When computers first came out, a lot of people was anti-computers back when they first came out because all websites got www. And and they were saying that in, in in Hebrew, WWW is 666. And they didn't want to use anything with computer or anything like that because the computer was the mark of the beast and this and that. Okay, we can go on forever. I can talk for hours and hours over this. Okay. We're paranoid over this one thing. Now, while we're paranoid about driver's license, social security guard, uh, social security cards, uh, you know, every little thing, you know, if we carry, you know, 50 different driver's license for 50 state or one card for the entire country, uh, you know, if they try to do so many things, people are afraid that they're going to get this mark. Okay. What's going to mark you? is what you're doing in your life. See, some people believe that, that if you carry a Bible under your arm every day, that makes you a Christian. Okay. If you go around saying, Jesus, 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 that makes you a Christian. Okay. If you wear black lipstick, that makes you a, a demon worshiper. If you do this or that, or wear an earring or thumb rings or whatever. See, all this stuff in people's mind means stuff. And people go crazy over all this stuff. Because if you wear a certain thing or do a certain thing or whatever. Okay. But what does the Bible say about all this stuff? The Bible says that it's in your heart. And the Bible says how you judge a tree is by its fruits. And if a tree has good fruits, you let it grow. And if a tree have bad fruits, you're supposed to cut it down and burn it. Okay. It doesn't say certain trees have 666 of them. It doesn't say, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, we need to do our part because with any system, just like in Germany during, uh, you know, during the Nazi era, you know, the Nazis slowly took over Germany 
and they did a lot of bad things. And a lot of people looked the other way when they saw what, as this was progressing during the 30s and in the 40s. They was looking the wrong way. Okay, they was looking the other way. And then after the war, they was like, I didn't know about any of that. Okay, but they had inklings. Okay. This country, we get into some bad things sometimes. That's the reason we have whistleblowers and we have this and that and things come out that, you know, we're doing things we're not supposed to be doing and we're selling weapons to people we're not supposed to be selling weapons to. And we're, you know, we're into a lot of things. Okay. We always must keep watch. But there's a difference between keeping watch and being paranoid. And paranoia, to me, what, what does it get you? It's just like a lot of people today suffer from something called anxiety. Okay. And they even take pills for anxiety. And I tell people, when I do readings on people, they say, oh, I suffer from anxiety. And I say, there is a difference between fear and anxiety. Fear is you're being worried about something that could happen or something that has a high probability of happening. That's called a fear. Anxiety is that word, what if? And what if this? And what if that? And what if this? And what if this? And what if, what if, what if? Okay, that will drive you insane. Okay. And there's a lot of anxiety today. And every time any little thing happens in this country, the first thing people do is run and buy more guns and more ammunition. Okay. And they're pointing, see, this is foretold in the Bible. If there's a bad earthquake, if there's a, a volcano going on. I remember when Mount Helen blew up. People would say, see, that was foretold in the Bible. See, okay. You know, Christ is returning when he's ready to return. Okay. We do not want the mistake of what happened in the 1830s, where they had the great disappointment. Okay. Where people, I think it was in the 1830s, maybe it was in another, maybe the 1830s, 1870s, or I think it was 1870s when this happened, the Great Disappointment, not the 1830s, where people were sure that Christ was going to return. And they sold their farmhouses, they gave away all their money, they bought, uh, they bought all these white robes, and they waited for Jesus to return. And he didn't come. And they lost everything. This was not a few dozen people. This was not hundreds of people. These was thousands of people in the United States who done this. Okay. And you have some other religious groups that were saying the end was going to come in 1914, 1945, 1968, 1975, 2000, 2005, uh, you know, we can go on and on and on and on and on. Okay. If you're living your life right, you don't need to be paranoid because when he comes, you know, it's just, you know, see, some people want to do all their dirt and then right before the end come, they're going to try to straighten everything up. Those are the people that need to have a lot of anxiety. 
Okay. But if you're living your life right every day, you don't need to live with all this anxiety every day because you're going straight. And if he comes today, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it doesn't make any difference because you're on the right side. Right? I don't know what is going on. I believe a lot of things in the Bible is talking about things that are going to happen. Do I believe that carrying a driver's license is the mark of the beast? Do I believe that carrying a surge security card is the mark of the beast? Do I believe in this? Do I believe in that? Let's take it today. We have this coronavirus. They're saying once a vaccine comes out, everyone is going to have to take the vaccine. And without you taking the vaccine, you're not going to be able to go back to work and return to regular society. People are already saying it. That's the mark of the beast, this and that. I'm not going to take it, this and that and everything else. I'd rather die first. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm only going over this. To, you know, you have to, you know, we live in a dangerous world. And for some reason, a lot, we're having a lot of problems now. Okay. You know, and, and coronavirus is not the first. If you think back over the last 20 years, there's been a string of these viruses. We had, you know, we had the uh, swine flu, we had bird flu, we had H1N1, we had MERS, we had SARS, we had Ebola, we had this, we have that. Now, is all of this, people say this is because this was foretold in the Bible, they were being Okay. Most of these new diseases is caused because of something called international travel. See, if you look back in history, there have always been diseases. There have always been problems. And when you look back in the history books, they talk about in this one country or in this one city, there was a plague. Or in this one place, there was a plague. They didn't have worldwide plagues because people didn't travel that much. And the Black Plague, which devastated Europe, and killed anywhere from uh, 40 to 60% of everyone in Europe was caused by trade. It started, they believe, in, in Mongolia, and it was brought along the camel trains. The camel trains would go from Mongolia to China, and it traveled along those trade routes. And then from the Middle East and Turkey, you had European ships would pick up uh, the trade and they would bring it by ship to Europe. And that is how Black Plague entered Europe through trade. Okay. Today, we have the same problem. You know, where I live, we have fire ants. Where they came from? Brazil. How was they brought to America? In a shipment of drilling pipe and steel that was brought from Brazil to America. We have African bees here. This is not Africa. You had a scientist that, that collected African bees, brought them to South America. He was studying the bees and they escaped. Okay. See, a lot of th things today are man-made disasters. Okay. And today, the problem we have is you can be in the jungles of the Amazon and two days later, you could be eating in a hotel in, in downtown uh, in New York City. 
And if you catch something over there, you can take it all over the world. And this is the problem with these new diseases. So this is why a lot of people was mad when they was calling this the China, you know, the uh, the Wuhan virus, because they was trying to say it's China's fault. Some people saying that. Now, was Ebola Africa's fault? Was swine flu Mexico's fault? Was 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 you know we could go down the list. The problem is these are local health problems that because of the way we have our little jet planes and everything, one problem in a local area now become a worldwide problem. Okay, we need to be able to fix this and we need to do what we need to do if we're going to continue, unless we're going to sell, close all the borders and stay on our side of the world and only stay in our little area to where if there's a problem in China or Africa, that's Africa's problem. We don't have to worry about it because we don't have any trade there. That's why there's so few cases of coronavirus in Africa, because the only main places you have coronavirus in Africa are places that have international airports. And countries that do not have international airports, they have very few or no cases because it's hard for you to fly there. Okay. But we love it where we can jump on a plane and jump everywhere and go everywhere and do everything. If we want to live in the modern world to where I say tomorrow, hey, I want to go to France for the weekend. Hey, I want to go here. Hey, I'm thinking, and I know people who have done this, you know. My sister has been to New Zealand. She's been to Africa. She's been to Tahiti. She's been all over the place. Okay. Next time she goes somewhere, she could bring something back. See, it's the chance we take by jumping all over the world. Okay. We have to do a better job. And then when they try to solve these problems, we have to do what we need to do to fix the problems. So this problem, we should have solved it long time ago when this was a China problem. We didn't for lots of reasons. And we can point fingers, say it's China's fault, the World Health Organization's fault, we can say that, okay, but we didn't fix it, okay. And now it is a worldwide problem and we're trying to fix it. And the problem we have in America is that we don't have tests. We don't know, I could be a carrier, okay. You could be a carrier. But the vast majority of people who have it don't show symptoms or very mild symptoms. But if you give it to someone who have a lot of pre-existing conditions, it could kill them. This is the reason you're wearing masks, not to protect yourself from getting the virus, it's to prevent you from giving it to someone else because they're taking for granted now that everyone has it. And this is why they're working on a vaccine. And until we can identify who has it and who's not, and if you do have it, then what you need to do to get rid of it. This is why they're saying this is going to take some time. Now, if they come up with a vaccine at the end of the year, and if they say, okay, we're, everybody's going to have to take it, is that the mark of the beast? Okay. You... You know, 
the Bible said it would be on your right hand or your forehead. I don't see public health as being the mark of the beast. Now, people getting, some people are going to these implants because, as I said, for security reasons and their job requires it and whatever, that's a personal decision, just like a lot of personal other things. You know, if, you know, for me at this point, if I had to work at a place and I had to get a chip to have that job, probably today I would say thanks, but no thanks. Now, maybe 50 years from now, maybe most jobs are going to do that because people are not going to carry wallets like they do. And that's the thing, why what they do in Europe. A lot of people don't carry cash anymore. They just carry their little tap card. And they're tapping their way around and they, they don't carry what, you know, in America, we like to carry currency. Okay. The problem with carrying currency, especially with this flu, you know, a lot of this money is, is, is contaminated. That's the reason in China they was cleaning money. In America, we're not cleaning the money. They just tell you to wear gloves. Okay, we're not washing the money, but this virus can stay on money. So if they say five to, and a lot of people are already in this cashless economy where they just debit and credit card their way through life. And this is the problem today. You ask people, you got a dollar? No, I don't care any money. I just have my debit card, credit card. Okay, now, are, are, do they have the mark of the beast? The mark is something that is in your heart. And when you carry the mark, just like people who willingly wears a cross or willingly wear a star of David or willingly this or willing to do that, when this mark of the bees roll out, it will be something that you will choose to do if you want it. Okay. You know, just like in Nazi Germany, no one was forcing you to be an SS officer. Okay, most Germans was in the German army or German navy. You had to volunteer to be in the SS. Okay, and to wear the deadhead. Okay, you volunteered for that. They wasn't forcing you to do that. Okay, the same thing with a lot of these secret societies and secret groups we have today. They're not hitting people overhead and twisting people's arm to force you to join these groups. People join them themselves. And when the day come out where this mark of the beast come out, you will have that choice. Okay. And yes, they're going to make it very tempting. Like back to the Nazis. If you was an SS officer, if you wasn't just in the regular, you know, German army, you know, you didn't have the privileges that the, well, that the SS soldiers had. The SS had privileges like you couldn't believe because it was a unique corps. So a lot of people wanted to be an SS because they wanted those privileges. And when this mark of the beast come out, whenever it does, and I do believe eventually we're going to get there one day. I don't know if it's today, five years from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now, but I believe everything in the Bible will be fulfilled. 
you will have that choice. And you might say, gosh, if I get that mark, look, I get the, I get all these free benefits. Free, 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 free. And so all I have to do is get that mark and hey, knock yourself out. But today is not that day. And we have to cut down on this paranoia. This is what is pulling this country apart. Every little thing that happens, every earthquake, every tornado, every this, every that is a mark of the beast is, is a sign that, okay, is, was fulfilled. It was this and that and whatever. I was telling somebody that the other day, they were saying, oh, did you, but did you hear about those, those tornadoes that hit last week and destroyed all those houses? That, well, that's in the Bible. That's a, that, that's a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Okay. Mother nature is mother nature. Storms have been happening for hundreds of years. And they've been tracking hurricanes for a hundred years. We have had bad hurricanes, you know, a hundred years ago. And some of the worst hurricanes is not recent hurricanes. Just like the one that hit Galveston in like 1905 or something. That one, the whole island went under water and it killed like six to 10,000 people. Okay. Or the or the, or well or the hurricane in the 1920s that hit you know the uh, the Keys of Florida, you know that one killed how many people? Thousands and thousands. We cannot rush these prophecies. We don't have to be guessing. We don't have to be figuring this stuff out. It will be obvious. What you need to do is do what you need to be doing. And if you're doing what is right, if the if Christ returns today, five years from now, 50 years from now, whatever, you don't have to worry about it because you're on the right side. If you're not doing right, then you're going to be, that's what they call the gnashing of teeth. Okay, you have a lot to worry about. Okay, but personally for me, I do not believe that, you know, me going on the internet is the mark of the beast. I do not believe that carrying a driver's license is the mark of the beast. I do not believe having a social security card is the mark of the beast. I do not believe when they come out for, you know, something to protect us from this coronavirus, it will be the mark of the beast. Some people will probably be with everything. And, you know, it's not going to be 100 percent effective, even if this. You know, uh, vaccine is 99% effective. There's 320 million people in this country. You're still going to have some people that's going to take this thing and fall over. You know, even if it's 99% effective. Nothing is 100% effective. And this is why you hear about... Unfortunately, sometimes with babies that after they get the vaccines, they have some kind of reaction to them. There is nothing which is 100% because man is not perfect. We make a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. Okay. The only thing we can do is help to go forward. And we should be learning from our mistakes. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like, it seems like when you study history, and you look at today, it seems like a lot of these mistakes we're making again. And when they talk about, 
Uh, you know what happened with the Spanish flu? And when the soldiers came back from World War One, they were having these giant parades. And every time they had a giant parade, you would have all these sick people after the parade. <laughs> because the parades were spreading the with, the with the flu. We saw that with Mardi Gras this year. Okay, we see it in some other events. You know. We need to learn from our mistakes. This is why some people are trying to, you know, help us and some people don't care. But the only thing we can do as humans is to do our best. There is no guarantee in life. But we, the bark of the beast is not yet. And as I said, when that day comes, you will know. Okay. And you will have the opportunity to get the mark or to refuse the mark. Okay. Just like, as I told you before, just like in Nazi Germany, just like with Mussolini, just like all these people that had these special privileges and special uniforms and special this and special that, they chose those positions. And then after the war, they was like, hey, I didn't know. Okay. But those SS officers was doing a lot of very bad things. But they volunteered. They did not get drafted. All SS officers had to. It was a voluntary thing. You was not drafted into the SS. You had to volunteer. And the, the trying to get into the SS was very, very hard. They only took the best of the best. Some people will say the worst of the worst. So, when the mark do comes, you can see all the benefits you're going to get. Gosh, if I get this thing, if I get this, I'm going to be able to do this, 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 and this. But you're going to know what you're doing. Because in Judgment Day, you're going to have to answer for that. Okay, that's the reason why they want to make sure that you know what you're doing. You're not going to be able to plead the ignorance. Okay. And that's what happened after World War II. When we put a lot of these people on trial, they could not plead ignorance. They knew what they was doing. Okay. So what we do not need the paranoia. We need to go through life with our eyes open. We need to not have blind trust of the government. We should not be blindly against our own government. How can we be against our own government? It's our government. We elect our own government. Okay, how can we elect our government and then we say our government is working with the devil? Okay, there are things that with the government I totally disagree with. That is the reason I do my part to try to make the government better. Okay, and with this virus, our government made a lot of mistakes. Okay, and we going to need to fix that. Hopefully we'll fix a lot of this in the next election. But we need to do a better job. And this is a part of being human. We're supposed to be growing in knowledge and growing in our ability. Okay. We have to do our best. So, what is the point of all this? Okay. You do not have to get an implant. There's all these things on the internet about Starting next year, starting this, starting, they're going to force everyone to get an implant. They're going to force everybody to do this. They're going to force everybody to get a, a, 
uh, this or that or whatever. You know, this they've been saying this over and over again. They're going to force you to get a driver's license. They're going to force you to have a social security card. They're going to force you to do this. Okay. They're going to force you to use the computer. They're going to force you to... Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Today, a lot of this seems very silly. But back then, it was dead serious. I, at this time, will not take a job that I need an implant for. Because, as I said, to me, I don't... I, to me, I wouldn't do that. Okay, not at this time. Okay. Now, if you ask me 50, 100 years ago, you know, back 20 years ago, I didn't even use a debit card. I was anti-debit cards because I didn't like the thought of people, you know, every time you use your debit card, the credit card company gets a, a, a copy of everything you're purchasing. So I was a cash person. But today, I don't worry about that like I used to. I don't debit card everything, but, you know, I charge a lot of things on my card now. Okay. We have to worry about the big stuff and keep our eye on the prize. If you are a good person and you're doing what's right, you just need to keep going straight. If you're crooked and doing a lot of bad things, you're the ones who need to be licking up your shoulders. And for Lynn Lipsy, I'm going straight. And no, I do not have the mark on my right hand or my forehead anywhere. I do not have the mark. Okay. And hopefully you will do, do not have the mark and you will never have the mark too. We need to keep going and we need to get our country out of this dilemma we're in right now and to make sure that this never happened again. Yeah, there's going to be other viruses, other this, other that, because nature is nature. Okay. And, but the next time we're going to need to be bigger on the ball. And when something pops up, we're going to have to, you know, be able to jump on it and take it out right away. Okay. And as I said in another podcast, if we can't even solve our problems on earth, then we have no business leaving the earth. Because if we can't even handle viruses and bacteria up on the earth, what happens if we go to the moon or an asteroid or whatever and somebody bring back something from over there? That's when we're really going to have some massive problems. Okay, so we just need to get our act together. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I I want you to be calm. I want things to get back to normal. Uh, it might take us some time, but slowly we're going to get there. But the world has changed. We will never be able to go 100% back to where we was before. We have to accept a lot of things. The reality has changed. Okay. And for better or for worse, we're going, and you know, we're at the situation we are now. But it's going to get better. And remember, five, ten years from now, We'll all be looking back at this and say, remember in 2020 what happened? And we'll all be giggling and laughing. Okay. So, take life seriously, but not too seriously. With that, this is Lynn Livesey of Encounters, and I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thank you so much. Bye.